looking back at my old posts, I realized that I didn't really like have a certain purpose. Like I didn't really feel motivated to do anything. But now I feel like I want to do more with my life and live every day to the fullest because life is really short. That shift was hard to undergo at first because my thoughts weren't the most positive, I guess. I always used to blame myself and like I didn't forgive myself for anything. And if I took a day off, I would be so angry. So like that shift, I had to learn how to give myself grace and give a lot of other people grace for their mistakes and learn to not judge people for what they are but rather understand where they come from because everyone grew up in different environments Hi guys, welcome back to Playground. On this episode, I have with me Preeti, who is a senior at Emory University. Preeti, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm doing pretty well. How's the pandemic treating you in like the first week of classes? Um, it's definitely a transition going from doing almost nothing from lockdown to getting a, a schedule set out. So it's definitely a transition, but we'll get there. Same here, it's a, it's a transition for me too. Where is home for you and where did you grow up? So I actually, I was born in India and I moved here when I was one and I lived in Michigan for a few years. But the longest state that I've lived is like in Nebraska and that's a state that not many people know about, but I just moved to Chicago two years ago. How is living in Nebraska? It's definitely different from Chicago because it's just like you know everyone. It's like that kind of a town. But I did live in Omaha, Nebraska, which is one of the more populated cities. So what did or do your parents do for a living? Um, I've always asked them and I get like different answers every time and I don't know why. But they do something with computers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> something that computers like I'm assuming engineers yeah I think like I've heard the word administration a few times so I think something with that that's funny okay so what were you curious about as a child I think when I was a child I was most curious about how I want to help people or like how anyone could help people in their own way because I feel like when you're younger you just see and like so many people as role models and they all influence in different ways and you always think like oh how can I make such a big difference or in your own community like I feel like everyone has the capability to influence but finding out how to do it is the hardest thing and that's definitely something that I'm still struggling with but I'm sure it will pop up at some time. So, like, who helped you as a child? Like, who was your role model as a child? I think it was mostly Roger Federer. He's a tennis player. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked his persona because he's probably one of the most popular tennis players in the entire world. But he's so down to earth and he always goes away to the people that need it most. And that's kind of what I look for and like what I hope to aspire to be one day. I mean, not like famous, but 
an influencer down to an influencer kind of thing? Yeah. Okay. So when you said like you as a child, you're curious about helping other people. How do you feel right now when like someone reaches out to you as an expression of gratitude for you helping them? Like how does like helping others make you feel right now? Could you put that into words? Yeah. It's it's a really like hard feeling to describe because you just feel so overwhelmed with so much love in the moment and so much gratitude. It's crazy to see how much one person can influence someone and it's crazy to see like even a little thing that you do inspire someone else. And I hope that everyone comes to realize that soon that they don't need to change themselves to be like someone else but rather they can just be themselves and they have the power to impact people and you mentioned like so i'm assuming you play tennis because with roger federal how do you feel like when you're on a tennis court playing tennis like when you're in your zone yeah so a lot of people say that i'm different on the tennis court because i'm not like super quiet Yeah, I'm kind of like the hype girl. I like to hype my teammates up and all of that. But when I'm playing, I'm completely different. Like, I'm dead serious and I don't like to mess around. Where did you think that, like, competitive attitude or, like, that dead seriousness came from? So, I think, like, ever since I walked, my dad has just made me play sports. So, I've been raised playing sports my whole time so that competitive nature has been kind of instilled in me ever since and i also want to talk a little about a little bit about like your instagram account so like where did that idea come from like what is the handle for it and like where did the idea come from essentially so i started my instagram account winter break freshman year and it was just a really completely random thing like i didn't think that I would still be keeping it up till this day. I thought I would just be done with it in within a few months. And originally it started as I just wanted to share like my random food. Like I think my first source of motivation was that I took a picture of something from the dining hall. It was like a random salad and I somehow thought that picture was good. So I was like, okay, I'll just make an Instagram and I just put like two random words together and ended up coming up with the name beat the procrastination um, because beet is like the vegetable, but it's also like kind of a play on words with procrastination. I'm not really sure how that came out to be, but I just asked my friends to vote for a name and they just picked that name. And I don't know, it has evolved a lot since then. Um, it was something that was just food, and now it's come to be more than just that, and focusing on like self-development and fitness and mental health, body acceptance and like social justice issues. And I never thought that it would be coming to this point. So I think that's crazy to think about. Could you? So I'm also very interested in personal development. Mm-hmm. So could you like describe? how you were introduced to that side of things and then like how that has impacted your life? So I think my main source of inspiration for self-development was definitely being introduced to the law of attraction. And ever since then, it's kind of like a light bulb just kind of turned on and feel like we were all destined to be much more than what we 
shape ourselves out to be. So I think that's an interesting thing to consider. How would you describe the law of attraction? So I think it's a really hard thing to describe. Like, I feel like there's so many aspects of it. And I definitely understood it And at the beginning. I still consider myself a beginning because I just found out about it last year. But I think mainly for me, it's a way of creating the thoughts that you've always wanted to be real. I don't know if that makes sense. I probably worded that in a weird way. That's fine. So like how I, how I usually describe it. So for our listeners, I know the law of attraction as well. And for me, it's like, it's, it's a simple uh, cycle kind of thing. Like thoughts bring feelings, which bring actions, which bring results. If you want to change anything in your life, you got to change it by thinking about it and changing your subconscious belief system about it. So like how you could change your thinking will change your life. So that's like the basic, very basic idea of it. And then there's a lot of different aspects to it. So Preeti, like after like learning about a law of attraction, have you like applied it to your life and like have you seen any difference in it? Like is it like a specific example you could give us, etc. Yeah, I really like your definition of it because it was it literally covered everything about <laughs> law of attraction. Um, but yeah, ever since I got into law of attraction, well, first I was really skeptical skeptical about it. Um, I didn't believe in it until like I started asking for signs and then started like randomly seeing them. But it has really made a big difference on my life. I feel like I take care of myself more, which is something that I've never have I never have done before. I always used to place my priorities on the side and put other people before me. And another thing that it has really helped me with is my mindset because now I know that like everything that I think it it kind of manifests into reality. So I'm more conscious about my thoughts and I'm more mindful about the material that I consume. With that, like before like so like freshman year, like before you started the account and anything and everything, did you did you feel like a transformation when you started the account when you started looking into personal development, mental health, etc. And like how hard was it for you to like make the shift, make the shift in the mindset, like make a decision like from now on, I'm gonna like change how I am and I change like my outlook on life etc so, like how could you describe that shift looking back at my old posts I realized that I didn't really like have a certain purpose like I didn't really feel motivated to do anything but now I feel like I want to do more with my life and live every day to the fullest because life is really short that shift was hard to undergo at first because my thoughts weren't the most positive I guess I always used to blame myself and like I didn't forgive myself for anything and if I took a day off I would be so angry so like that shift I had to learn how to give myself grace and give a lot of other people grace for their mistakes and learn to not judge people for what they are but rather understand where they come from because everyone grew up in different environments so that shift was really difficult to undergo at first and then like you mentioned like giving grace and practicing Mm non-judgment but like those things are easier said than done how does one give oneself grace and how do you give grace to someone else like what does that entail exactly So I think mainly giving grace means 
that for whatever mistake you make or if you follow a plan and it falls off course, something like that, or if you accidentally hurt someone's feelings, I guess, to learn that it happened because it was meant to teach you something. Like, I feel like an experience doesn't occur unless it wasn't meant to serve you. And I feel like every experience is meant to serve everyone in some kind of way, as hard as it is to accept in the moment. I like that answer with like giving grace. So next question I have is like a little hypothetical and it goes back to your childhood. So if you could go back in time and like visit younger Preeti, what advice would younger Preeti give you to the person you become today? I would just tell her to keep going and don't look back. I had a really difficult childhood. Well, mostly preteens and adolescents, like middle to high school, I had a really difficult time um, with mental health and like disordered eating and like really depressive thoughts and suicidal thoughts. Um, I didn't think that I would be making it as long as I am right now. Um, so I would just tell her to keep going because everyone is meant to go farther than they think they can. Has the Instagram, has like the law of attraction, the readings you're doing and everything like helped you shift the mindset that you had with the mental health issues when you were younger to like something more positive today? Oh, like a hundred percent. I feel like I feel like initially when I got into manifestation, I misunderstood it as something else. I actually shared a post on my story yesterday that was like, um, manifestation is not just changing your conscious thoughts, but rather like fixing your subconscious beliefs. Mm-hmm. And originally I, I misunderstood it as just like suppress your emotions. You're not allowed to feel. You're only supposed to think positively. And it was just like a narrow mindset that I had. So as I grew into it more, I realized the importance of fixing all those limiting beliefs that I've developed from when I was a child, from like those years that I dealt with a lot of things because I built up a lot of negative blockages that I really 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 needed to clear up and work on and obviously I have a lot and I think we all have a lot of limiting beliefs that I feel like are worth taking the time and effort to work on so that's in one way that my account has really helped me progress from that point from when I was at a mental health low to where I am right now and feeling more aligned with my higher self. Mm-hmm. I, I love that answer right there. And I just, so like for our listeners, if someone's like going through any mental health issues right now, it's like it's going to something that going in a direction that they want to, they don't want to be headed in. What, what's like one, one action step that they could take right now to like shift their mindset, shift their direction to the pause, more positive right direction in, in, in terms. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. I definitely really strongly suggest getting help or like at least having one or two friends or even your family members just so that they can check up on you because there's nothing worse than doing it alone, especially when your mind is telling you things that are 
not real and convincing you that you are not worth living, there's nothing worse than doing that alone. So that's one thing that I strongly recommend everyone or anyone dealing with any mental health issues to do is to create a support group or even just one person because it makes a difference and please realize that you're worth it and you weren't put on this world if you weren't meant to do something great Mm -hmm. so like finding finding a support system support group finding good friends and like being being vulnerable is a big part of it correct like being vulnerable to other people letting your feelings known to others so you don't feel alone yeah, I, I really agree with that. Vulnerability is such a hard thing to do, but it's probably the most important thing to do. Why do you think it's so difficult to do? I think it's mostly from society. Like I think we've been taught to like put a straight face on and just work, 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 and hustle culture is so real. And from that, I think we've just made ourselves think that we're just not allowed to feel or like, take a day off or take a moment for ourselves so because we're just so afraid about what others will think of us but that's really not a big deal because judgment really just stems from insecurity and if someone judges you you just gotta hope that they heal um because I'm not I'm sure that they don't really mean it it's just that they're having a hard time so I've also heard this many times before and I'm, I want to dive into it a little deeper. So like, how does judgment come from insecurity? So insecurity plays a big role in judgment because I heard of this thing where everyone is a reflection of each other. And I mostly gained these teachings from Gabby Bernstein. I don't know if you know her, a manifestation person. Talks about this concept that like everyone is a mirror of each other and what you like in one person, either what you have or what you want to have, and what you don't like in person is just a deep-rooted fear of something that you have but you suppress because you don't want people to think that you're that thing, if that makes sense. So if you're like so if I was like selfish or something and I didn't want to accept that then I would like call people other people that are selfish out so that's what I've learned from her how do you become more secure about yourself so like we could go off the selfish example so like if I'm gonna be selfish but I don't want to accept that then I point out judge other people for being the exact same thing I don't want to accept so other people being selfish so how do I accept that I am selfish and how do I move forward in the right direction this is something that I do like pretty consistently. It's um, reprogramming my limiting beliefs, or that's just what I call it. Again, going back to the importance of limiting beliefs, it's so important. Um, so I feel like trying to fix that is a hard thing to do because once you write it down and you have to learn how to exp- accept that in the first place, which can be challenging for a lot of people. And then you have to identify how that came out to be. Like what what was the experience or moment that made you think that you were selfish? Like did someone tell you? Or did you just think of it yourself? Did you just figure something out about you that you wanted to keep it away from other people? 
so I think like first accepting that you have that issue and learning that it's okay because all of us have flaws and that's okay. That's what makes us human. And then realizing how or what made you think of that in the first place. And then the third step for me is just like letting that go and realizing that there's not much you can do about it, but just to move on and giving that acceptance and giving that space is enough to release you from that judgment. So I understand where you're going with it and I see, I, I could see it, but I've also struggled with this and I want to ask another question regarding the, like, how do you let things go? Because it's very difficult for many of us regarding this, like, we say, like, I'm going to let it go, but like, we haven't like subconsciously let it go. So like, how do you let something like fully go? I'm glad you brought that up because that's something that I struggle with too, because I keep a lot of things to myself. So I think for what works for me the most is meditation, like hands down, spending like 30 minutes, 20, 30 minutes, just thinking of nothing and realizing that it's just not a part of me anymore. And that's kind of how I let it go. I just put a divider between it. So like if I was selfish, I would just, after the meditation, that would just not be a part of me anymore because I would visualize that like it escaped my body. So that actually comes up to my next question. So like after like learning about all this kind of stuff, how do you view religion? How do you view spirituality? Like what are your opinions on those two concepts? Yeah, so I definitely feel like they're two different things, but I feel like my spirituality and gaining a stronger sense of my self-identity has helped me believe more in my religion, which I practice Hinduism. But I also think that once I focused more on spiritual development, I kind of lost track of my religious journey. Like I don't, I feel like I don't know much about Hinduism at all. I just kind of do what my mom tells me to do. But I feel like I definitely have a stronger sense of my spiritual development that can guide me. So, like, how do you view, like, religions or, like, religions, like, in different religions? Like, do you have, like, how do you view it? Like, because you, I'm also very spiritual as well. Mm -hmm. So, for me, for example, I view the God or the universe as the sun and, like, each different religion is a different, like, sun ray because we all, like, for me, I personally believe, like, everything comes from the same source. And, like, each religion is, like, a different interpret interpretation of the same source. So, like, do you have, like, do you have, like, any views or any metaphors for how you view religion or spirituality? I don't think I have any metaphors, but the way you put it was really cool. Um, how it like originated from one source. Um, I haven't really thought about how I viewed religion yet because mm -hmm. I've been so focused on like building up my spiritual development. But I do agree with you that it all comes from one source and they all have similarities in what some way. So I want to like steal a conversation a little back to like your childhood. Mm -hmm. Like, what would you say like is your favorite childhood memory, and like what do you like miss most about your childhood? I miss feeling that I didn't have to constantly work to feel successful. I think, especially part of raising up in an Indian community I feel like I need to always work hard or like always do something to prove myself and to my parents that I'm going to be successful 
um, but I miss being a child and realizing that I can really just be who I am and I can have fun um, without having to worry about what I'll be doing tomorrow or what I'll be doing in the next few months or what major I'll be doing, what job. There's like so many things that we have to think about when we grow up. And I think I miss that kind of disconnect. Well, not disconnect, but like not having to worry about the future as much. So that's like kind of why the, the podcast like slogan is Rediscover Your Inner Child because many people have lost that sense of play, that sense of having fun with like society's expectations for us. So what, what do you do like in this time and age for fun? Um, so I, I like spending time with my family mm-hmm. and playing with my dog a lot. Um, I also love playing tennis and definitely my Instagram account is a huge part of who I am. And I spend a lot of time on it. Um, I do love reading because I used to do that a lot when I was little, but then like when I hit high school up to like beginning of college, I just kind of didn't read for fun. The only times that I read was for class and I kind of lost that pleasure for reading. It was nice to regain that sense of, yeah, regain that passion again after this year. What kind of books do you like to read? I I really love Gabby Bernstein um, and Dr. Joe Dispenza. And he's, they're both um, manifestation people and self-development people. Um, If anyone is like looking to find scientific evidence or like find a scientific way to understand law of attraction i think joe dispenza is like a wonderful person to go to um so mainly i like reading self-development books because it benefits me yeah yeah i I read i read self personal development books as well too so (laughs) what would you say like so we like this is probably like one of the last few questions i want to ask you so what is your favorite childhood movie or book and why I was one of those people. I was a, a Hunger Games girl. Mm-hmm. Um, I Before I actually started Beat the Procrastination, like my Instagram account right now, I had a Hunger Games account, and I was one of those crazy fangirls. Um, it was insane. I'm embarrassed about that time, but that movie and book has played a huge part of who I am today. Tell me more about like how has it like influenced your like influenced your identity? How's it influenced you? So mainly for me, up until then, because you know, like in Indian movies, like the girl is just kind of seen as following the guy. She doesn't really do much, and like they just kind of portray her as like, oh, like she's falling for a guy, and like the guy is like a superhero or something. So, like, I grew up watching those kinds of movies when I was little, and The Hunger Games was kind of like a culture shock um, because they had, like, a strong female role model. And ever since then, I I felt, like, really empowered in my identity as a female and who I am. 
so that's how it has inspired me that females can be powerful and there shouldn't be a difference between any gender actually and has like has that idea like have you used that idea in your instagram account in your instagram account and like helped like with feminism and everything with to instagram yeah i definitely this is something i'm still working on too because mm-hmm. most of my followers are mostly female so i'm trying to make more of an effort recently to take into consideration both like all genders and note that mental health like body acceptance it can affect everyone that that issues that i talk about and i have faith like place more of a role on females because most of my audience is female are yeah. females um but i'm trying to do a better a part to be more mindful about um talking about stuff like men can deal with mental health issues and men can deal with body image issues and also like trans people and a- anyone else like there's so many people that can be affected and that's kind of what I really want to consider moving forward in this account. I, I would love to see that. And I, I like that a lot. But it, uh, we are like reaching the end of the podcast right now. So do you have any like last minute questions for me or anything you want to, to let the audience know about yourself, et cetera? Like where, where could they find you, social media? Um, well, my main social media is Beat the Procrastination. It's spelled beat like the vegetable and the procrastination i don't have really anything to say but i really like the idea of this podcast and i just wanted to thank you for doing something like this because there's a lot of podcasts that i listen to that interview famous people or like people that are well known but it's so refreshing to see that you're highlighting people in your own community and people like other people's stories other than the name behind it so thank you for that yeah i'm trying to make it as like authentic and as like real and relatable as possible and that's the goal for it too like of course i want to interview the big shots one day too but like keep it keep it local too at the same time so thank you Preeti and then like for our listeners if you enjoyed this episode and want to listen to more you could subscribe and rate to us on Apple Podcasts and you could follow us on Spotify and I'll see you guys next time thank you for listening to this episode if you like this episode and want to hear more please subscribe and rate to us on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Spotify together we can make this world a playground where we prioritize our own happiness over society's expectations for us. Thank you, and I'll see you guys next time.